Welcome to Not Your Typical English Podcast. Join Christine, Miriam, and Bea, your English teaching hosts. Dive into engaging conversations beyond textbooks, exploring idioms, phrasal verbs, and unique vocabulary. This isn't your typical English class. It's a fun, memorable journey through language, culture, and daily life. Whether you're learning English or just love languages, buckle up for an amusing experience in Not Your Typical English Podcast. Hello, listeners. It's Miriam. Today, we're going to break down our favorite hobbies, both old and new, in an episode we're calling Pastime Passions. It's a chance for us to chat about activities we are keen on or free time pursuits we have taken up recently. That's correct. Hi, everyone. I'm Bea. You're going to hear us talk about our varied interests and which ones can be a walk in the park and others that may be more a labor of love. You'll learn what we do or used to do in our downtime and perhaps some recreation we're considering as a way to branch out and try something new. And finally, I'm Kristen. I feel like I'm going to get a kick out of this topic today as it will give us the opportunity to tell our listeners what we like to dabble in and share some fun stories about our pursuit in getting a handle on some of these hobbies. I wonder as we reveal our activity repertoire if we'll find that we are on the same wavelength and uh, like doing many of the same things. If so, it might give us the possibility to team up with one another once again as we've done for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'd also be curious if our listeners are enthusiasts of any of our leisurely pastimes. Well, for now, listener, just kick back and let's settle into this episode. Hey, everyone. So I've been thinking about our favorite pastimes and I've got some stories to share. I'm so excited to hear about yours. Absolutely. So, Chris, you're all about that yoga life, right? How did that uh, even start? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a yoga addict. I go to a yoga studio at least three times a week and sometimes practice at home once or twice a week. I've been into yoga since 2009 because I was attracted by the physicality. But I've been really committed to progressing my skills these past two years and focusing more on the meditative aspects of the practice. I get a kick out of being able to reach new limits in my flexibility or surpass my fears by going upside down. I find what I learn at yoga really helps me in other aspects of my life. I also sometimes do yoga with friends, like Miriam. <laughs> you know, I'm with you on the meditation part, but for me, it's hiking and volunteering that hits the spot right now. I've also practiced yoga with Miriam in the past, so maybe we should team up again and go on a yoga retreat in the mountains together? Yes, sir. What about you, Miriam? What are you into now? Well, as you know, I'm not very keen on sports, but I'm quite passionate about creative pursuits. Writing and painting bring me joy. I think they fascinate me because I've always loved creating stories and uh, a blank page can become anything you want. It's full of incredible possibilities. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't mind photography either. The only creative element missing in my activity repertoire is basically music. I'd love to take up playing the piano or something like that, but I know myself, and I'm not that patient when it comes to music. I'm aware that practicing for hours would drive me crazy, and I'd give it up in a few weeks. <laughs> Just like yoga, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so currently, as I don't have much time to dedicate to all of these things, I focus on writing and painting. I'd love to join a creative writing or an art course in the near future, maybe. 
I don't know. Mm. And what about your past hobbies, Chris? Well, as a kid, I used to dance and model. I would do ballet in primary school and later hip-hop in high school. They were leisurely pursuits that allowed me to take a break from my studies. Today, other than yoga, I also enjoy cooking and baking. And when the season is right, I love to go skiing in northern Italy with my husband. He's responsible for me trying lots of other pastimes that I wouldn't have tried otherwise. Oh, I love skiing too. Yeah. My husband is also the adventurous one. I'm quite sure that I got into hiking thanks to him. <laughs> well, you see, before my husband, I didn't use to ski. He's always trying to get me to branch out and push the limits of my comfort zone. Because of him, I've tried horseback riding, skydiving, and scuba diving. We would go multiple days in the summer, but it was tough for me to kick back and relax while diving. So I never settled into it. And that's okay. I used to think I couldn't do things that scared me, but I've done them. Once when I was learning to ski, I just about gave up. I would fall over and over again. And I remember the frozen tears on my face as I pleaded with the ski lift operators to be taken down the icy slope. It was embarrassing, but hey, I'm human. Eventually, with some lessons, I finally got a handle on it. And now it's one of my all-time favorite hobbies. Wow, you girls really are on the same wavelength when it comes to mm -hmm. sports. But Vea, what sport did you use to practice when you were a child? Well, I used to practice horse riding. And it was probably the only thing I actually practiced diligently. I got to it easily. It was like a walk in the park for me. I did it until I had some mishaps, but this is to put it mildly. I started to practice horse riding when I was six. I would go on every weekend, Saturdays and Sundays. And when I was 16, I had an incident. I didn't fall from the horse, but to make the story short, I was dragged by the horse for a while. I broke my collarbone, ribs, bruises everywhere, the lot. I was a mess. And for six months, I wasn't allowed to do anything. So I gave up for a while. Wow. A couple of years later, I gave it another shot. And while I was in Peru, I went horseback riding. And guess what? I fell from the horse for the first time in 12 years of horse riding. And I broke my arm. After that, I had to branch out. I never dared to go back on a horse until my husband surprised me for my 30th birthday with a horse riding excursion. Risky, but I came out on home. Oh, thankfully. <laughs> yes, thank God. Well, <laughs> switching gears, Miriam, did you used to have any hobbies as a kid? Yeah, just like you, Chris, I also used to dance as a child. It's the only sport I've ever practiced and I did it for a very long time. I started with ballet when I was six and switched to modern dance at the age of 13. I continued until relatively recently as I had to break away from it when I was 27 when I began working. Another passion that I have somewhat set aside is video making. As a teenager, it was my biggest passion after writing and everyone thought that I would turn it into a career. For years, every summer, I would involve friends and my entire family in acting in short films. However, nowadays, I only use my rusty video making skills for fun on social media. Rusty nonsense. You have quite the talent for it, Miriam. Well, I've dabbled in picking up an instrument like the piano, but I haven't stuck with it. It's something I'd like to take up eventually. I'd also like to try my hand at sewing. I love clothes. So I think it could be cool to learn how to make them. I'd learn to sew even if it just meant knowing how to sew a button or make repairs or hems to my clothes. I'll teach you. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, let's talk about it. Why did we use used to and would in this episode? Good question. Used to is our go-to for describing past habits or states that were once true but are no longer. It's like a snapshot into our past routines. Just like I used to dance when I was a child, but I don't do it anymore. And how about would? How do we use it? It's similar to used to. We use would to for talking about specific, repeated actions or events in the past. Think of it as a spotlight on those regular occurrences, just like we would go multiple days in the summer or I would go every weekend. Oh, and remember, they are both followed by the base form of the main verb. We would go and I used to dance. But wait, Miriam said, what sport did you use to practice when you were a child? Is that the question form? Exactly. For the question form, you invert the subject and used to. For example, what sport did you use to practice? To create the negative form of used to, we add didn't before it and follow it with the base form of the main verb. For example, I didn't used to ski. Yes, and keep in mind that we should use used to without the D in negative and question forms. Well, I think that wraps up our explanation of used to and would for expressing past habits. Hmm? Let's talk about the vocabulary we use today. So, to be keen on signifies to be very enthusiastic or excited about something. And if you're on the same wavelength, well, that conveys to have similar thoughts or opinions about something. A walk in the park is something that is very easy or effortless, while a labor of love suggests something done for pleasure but not for monetary gain. Get a kick out of something means to derive pleasure or enjoyment from an activity. And get a handle on something represents understanding or gaining control over an activity or subject. Take up is to start a new hobby or activity. Branch out is to try new activities or expand one's interests beyond the usual. And dabble in is when you take part in an activity without serious intent. The word of this episode is... Enthusiast, which stands for a person who is very interested in a particular activity or subject. We often include the activity or the subject in front of the word. Is there an activity you would say you're an enthusiast of? I'd say I am a book enthusiast. And I'm an outdoors enthusiast. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm a yoga enthusiast. Listener, would you consider yourself a language enthusiast? In any case, we hope this episode filled you with some newfound enthusiasm and passion for your own pastimes. Thank you for tuning in to Not Your Typical English Podcast. We hope today's journey through language and culture left you inspired. If you enjoyed our banter and insights, hit that subscribe button to never miss an episode. Until next time, keep embracing the extraordinary in your language learning endeavors. <laughs>